Hey, everybody, this is Christian Brindle, president and founder of Christian Brindle Insurance Services, an agency specializing in Medicare health plans, as well as the founder and admin of the Six Figure Medicare Agent Facebook community. And I am Glenn Shelton, founder and president of Lead Heroes, where we specialize in final expense and Medicare insurance leads. Every single Tuesday, guys, we have decided to come together and bring our forces together to talk about our two favorite subjects in the world, insurance and tacos. Henceforth, Taco Tuesday, let's taco about insurance. Every single Tuesday, we will live stream this show for the group Six Figure Medicare Agent at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss it. It can also be found everywhere that podcasts can be listened to, or you could watch the replay of the video up on our YouTube channel for the Six Figure Medicare Agent YouTube channel. Thanks so much for watching. Hope you enjoy, and let's get into this. And we are recording. Woohoo! Not live. Not live, but you know, it's the next best thing. It um, is. Everybody, Kelly, not live. <laughs> everybody, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for taking some time and watching this pre-recorded taco tuesday for a change we're having some problems with zoom sure. um but that's okay you know I'm, I'm gonna boycott zoom and pick it outside of their offices and stuff but i don't think that'll solve anything but you know what are we gonna do um we have a really really special guest here today me and glenn are joined with medicare bob robert Bache, the legendary medicare Bache, as galen said last week which i i love yeah. and I, again i apologize robert for mispronouncing your last name you probably caught that over and over but super excited to have you on i think we need to start with a, a taco presentation christian what did you get i need to know i need to see this okay so i was we had these weird tacos last week when when we had galen on and they were good but they weren't just they weren't good enough and so I didn't want to take any chances, so we went with Old Reliable with, um, with Cafe Rio today. So we have some shredded chicken tacos. Ooh. And, ooh, they are so good. Oh. Oh. The office here loves Taco Tuesday because I buy for everybody. Oh, yeah. If you feed them, they will stay. It's amazing. <laughs> so go. during AEP, I usually buy dinner right around 6 o'clock. And that way it makes them stay to like eight thirty nine. Not makes them. They all make they want to stay, but it encourages, <laughs> encourages them to stay. So you're what are you adding into their food? You're you're drugging them to Red keep Bull. Them to stay? Yeah, Adderall, Red Bull. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adderall tacos during AEP, guys. That's the pro tip. Yeah. Himself. I do not endorse can no, cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> roofing employees. <laughs> This started off exactly how I, I want. <laughs> Glenn, well, what about you? Got delayed, so I'm already like three margaritas in. So, oh. I don't know. <laughs> well, what about tacos? In how? Where? Yeah, where are the tacos? Yeah, the tacos. I know they're sad so, now. So for those, yeah. So for those of you guys that are joining us, we had some issues going live. So I got impatient and um, <laughs> ate my tacos. They're gone. But um, they were delicious. There's this place in Oldsmar called Shaker and Peel, and uh, it's like American tacos. And um, when I think I'm older than you guys. So when you get older, you enjoy those tortillas now, uh, Christian. So I get my tacos on lettuce. Uh, <laughs> I drink my calories. So I try to cut <laughs> the food out 
um, any chance I get my carbs, I drink them. So I try not to eat them. Um, and then, but I got some tacos. I, I think I showed you guys when we were trying to go live. I got my taco Tuesday, uh, bathing suit on. So after this, yes. I'll be Pro. in the pool for a little bit, a little margarita and taco action. How about you, Glenn? Where's your tacos? Here's my tacos. So I was telling my wife, I was like, I've been doing a lot of Taco Bell lately. And I was like, yeah, I can go get us all tacos. It's Tuesday. And she's like, you're doing another one of those videos. I was like, yeah, I am. And then she actually made me tacos. Wow. Homemade tacos. Look at He's that. the real MVP. Yeah. It's oh. like I'm competing with Tony Merwin here. And I feel like Tony's like Beetlejuice. So I feel like if I say Tony Merwin three times, he'll, he'll appear on randomly show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring up Taco Bell because um, my wife's a very healthy eater and uh, she's a, a non-dairy vegan and um, my oldest son's uh, a vegetarian. And so my, you bring up Taco Bell. Yes. So I've been with my wife since high school and we used to go to Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell. Well done, by the way. You got to Thank install. you. Yeah. A little zest. Little zest magic. And uh, speaking of Taco Bell, I think my wife would rather find out I have a girlfriend than if I eat a Taco Bell. (laughs) I am on the couch. Um, You know, it doesn't matter how much money I make. It doesn't matter anything. (laughs) You're done. If if like if I do go to Taco Bell, I it's it's almost like I've obviously never had an affair. But if I did, it'd be like that where you got like change your clothes, put cologne on. Like if I go to (laughs) take a shower, trash can taking some trash out, putting the trash from Taco Bell in the bottom of the can <laughs> and putting the other trash there. And I'm spraying myself full of cologne. So, uh, but I do love Taco Bell. I try to go there like once a month. My biggest issue with Taco Bell, it's almost like a bar. Like when I walk up to a bar and they're like, what can I get you? And it takes me like 10 minutes to like freeze. So I'm like, I want all of it. So like, where do I start? You know, it's the same thing. I'll one of Bell. everything. Mm-hmm. I love the Mexican pizza. I love Oof. the crutch wraps mm-hmm. free. The quesadilla, the sauce on the chicken quesadilla, fire. Have, have you ever uh, had? How much are, hang on, how much are you getting paid right now to plug? Taco <laughs> plug Bell. I yeah, I need to know. It's because it's basically food porn for me. It's forbidden. Okay, I don't get really to forbidden fruit. fruit. Okay, okay. Forbidden have, have you ever had the fruit. breakfast though? Have you ever had the breakfast? I have breakfast? not. I have oh, not so, so I I had a I had a time about a year ago. Uh-oh. I would get it literally almost every single morning like seven days a week the crunch wraps and i saw myself go from like because i'm i'm not a big dude but i saw myself go from like 135 to like 150 in like six months which is a lot for me a lot weight increase for me and i was like some what's the common denominator here i'm like oh it's these crunch wraps that have like 2,000 calories <laughs> in each one yep. oh but they're so good so, oh. oh my gosh I'm I mean, gonna I keep going, but I'll, I'll move on. But yeah, so your tacos, sponsored. Glenn, I would say, well, my, my tacos are gone, but you're, you, you definitely, your tacos look great. And uh, Christian, your taco looks extra nice and sloppy Mexican, eh? and that looks delicious. So very green, sloppy. You guys both did well. I'm a green sauce guy for sure. As are you? Red. Okay. Yeah. Are you red? I'm a sauce guy in general. So okay. I'm a dipper. So like, you know, yeah, I'll I like, eat, I like, I like, ver- I like green sauce on uh, like uh, shredded beef, but I like the red sauce on chicken pretty much. Nice. Mm. There's, there's a place for both. I totally agree with that. So you guys, I do want to transition into some insurance <laughs> topics here. I could probably spend the next hour just talking about tacos oh, with these guys. 
Especially since uh, Medicare Bob has literally the entire Taco Bell list memorized, as we just found out. Um, but one thing, you know, uh, and, and by the way, do you prefer to go by Robert or Bob? Does it, do you care? Do you have a brother? Bobby's great. Yeah. Bobby? Calls Bobby. Awesome. So, you know, Bobby was talking to me on Facebook and he was like, what should we talk about? And I was like, you know, there's so much we could talk about, but one thing in particular I wanted to make sure we did cover is branding because his brand, which he's literally got behind him, which I think is awesome, Medicare Bob. Um, I think it is just killer. I really do. And I think seniors want a face and a name. And so the fact that you've been able to kind of scale behind this brand is something that I think is elusive for so many agents and agencies out there. So I'd love for you to take a second and, and kind of start at the beginning. Like, where did this brand idea come from? Yeah, so it kind of started off as a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, so what what happened is, is when I first, so for those of you, I did an interview with Christian a couple months ago. Uh, I worked at a, a really large call center, Transact, um, which really was great to me. And they're a great company. I still have some partnerships with them. And um, but while I was there for like three years. I was their top producer. And then I opened up my own shop. And uh, one of my best friends who was unemployed, I, I scooped up and I was like, dude, you do all the admin and let me sell. So he's there doing all the admin. It's me and him out of his apartment. And uh, I'm selling. And like a couple times I would call and um, clients would say, Bob, I just signed up with you 10 minutes ago. You know, like, you know, I would talk to him, have a scheduled call back and call them. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. You know, but people would literally say they were me, you know, it's, <laughs> and say, oh, yeah, we talked last week. I'm here to sign you up or whatever. And so um, I was like, man, how, you know, that sucks. You know, you, you have a scheduled call back and someone scoops it up and takes it. I guess all is fair in insurance sales and war, but um, so, but they, so I did that. And then, so I finally started having them. So that was happening. And my buddy was seeing that happen. And then um, we were growing and um, he kept telling me, he's like, man, it sucks that you can only sell to one person. You know, he's like, like, you know, we got to get you selling to more than one person. And so this was kind of before YouTube was really big. I think um, my, one of my good friends, Chris Westfall was, I was one of the only ones on YouTube. And he was more on YouTube, I think at the time, uh, teaching agents how to sell over the phone. I, I don't know if he had his um, uh, security senior, the one that he does to consume. I'm not sure if he had that yet. He might have. Um, but I just, uh, so my buddy would just hold up an iPhone. And if you see some of my early videos, they're horrible uh, and, and awful. And, um, but it's just him holding an iPhone shaking and me doing my pitch. And, um, and we put it on YouTube. You yeah, go. exactly. That's Before it. you had those uh, sticks that would like make you look good that you hold. Yeah. Um, but so, so then, so in combination with that, and then, so I started, one of my customers said, you know, they should call you Medicare Bob. So one of my customers kind of came up with it because he's like, you know, you make Medicare so easy. And so my buddy was like, yeah, that's what, that's what you got to do. You got to call yourself, you know, Medicare Bob. But even in like my first videos, I don't bring up Medicare, Bob. I didn't really have a brand. I was just Robert Beige and I can help you with Medicare. But like, there's so many Robert Beige, like there's so many Roberts, Fox, right. Shays, like there's so many uh, um, senior healthcare directs. Like, you know, so we just kind of started um, branding the videos with Medicare, Bob. And, uh, and even on the phones, when I would call, I'd say, write down Medicare, Bob. And that's me. And, and if, if somebody else calls you, tell them you're working with me. And then, um, it was kind of interesting because then I started putting out these videos with Medicare Bob 
and my wife just kind of thought it was funny. She, you know, we've been together since high school, so we're best friends as much as anything else. So she definitely made fun of me um, <laughs> about it. You know, that's what wives are for. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, she, it's her job to keep me humble, and uh, she's good at it. So they, uh, but uh, so we, uh, you know, just kind of became Medicare Bob, and then I kind of came in a situation where, you know, I had a branding issue because are we senior healthcare direct or are we Medicare Bob? So then it was like, we kind of came up with like, well, let's, it's Senior Healthcare Direct, Medicare Bob's office. And so that's kind of been like the, the brand. So like even the other thing I found out is when you hire LOA agents or agents, a lot of them lack confidence, you know, yeah. confidence to ask for the clothes, confidence to get the deal done. Right. So what I found is when I, when I first hire agents, like, you know, they lean on Medicare Bob as the expert. So they're like, yeah, like some of my new agents will say, yeah, Bob recommends Plan G. You know, he's done all the market research. You know, I recommend it too. Like until they get to kind of becoming their own, you right. know, they, and then as they've been there a few months, they go from medic, you know, Bob recommended plan G that we recommend plan G or whatever. But so it really worked out, you know, with, um, with that. And then I started going to these top producer conferences and um, we were in Banff a couple of years ago with Cigna and my wife and I were on a hike with some agents that are from Washington and like local agents. I don't know who they are. And it was funny because uh, we were hiking and they were talking about how this, this, this phone, this telesales agent stole one of their cu customers. You know, they're like, who's Medicare Bob? And my wife literally just looks at, Oh, that's, that's him. That's my husband. You know? <laughs> there he is. Their face, like, that's the asshole, right? <laughs> yeah. Just go ghost. Right? And um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, and then I have some really good friends in the industry, you know, um, that kind of just call me that now, like, you know, Jagger who owns uh, Medicare FAQ and his partner, David Haas, you know, they all call me Medicare Bob and you go to these trips and these stuff and kind of start off as a joke. And then it kind of just carried over. And, um, you know, it's, it's been, you know, now you know, I'm kind of laugh all the way to the bank because it's worked out really well. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Thanks. so I, Bob, I have a question for you. Um, and I was thinking about this. So I was thinking about the, our, this conversation we were going to have the three of us last night, you know, I was like lying in bed, looking at my phone, you know, just doing what, what, what I do. That's adorable. Thinking about me lying in bed next to your you, wife. You, you should have seen me. You, you should have seen, <laughs> seen me. You should have seen me, guys. I was in pajamas, PJs, and the whole nine yards. But um, oh no, God, but I, I, I was thinking about this, and I was really interested to kind of get your take on something. So probably, I think it's safe to say, probably three, four, maybe-ish maybe years ago, the Facebook groups were not prominent like they are right now in the industry. There's so many Facebook groups now, and most of the groups have, you know, 70% the same members. You know, they all have the same members, but the Facebook groups are such a huge part of what, what we do now. Like three years ago, you know, a regular agent couldn't have an interaction with a Medicare Bob or a Justin Brock on a thread or, or, or Galen Hendricks or whoever, you know, it might be. Christian Brindle. I'm, I'm not on those guys. Not even <laughs> close. Not even close. But, but um, I guess my question is, you've kind of seen this evolve, you know, from the beginning. I think Justin was the first one to really kind of blow the doors open with it with a Medicare group. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing for agents? Do you think they get too distracted on these threads, or what do you think about it? That's a great question. And so I'm a big fan of first of all, do, you know, like just do, like you know, I'm not a big planner, you know, like. I think a business plan three, four years out is almost a joke because like, Amen. I mean, my business changed every six months, you know, 
um, as far as how I get leads and all that stuff. And, you know, I mean, you got, again, don't, people are going to troll and say, Medicare Bob doesn't have a business plan. I I have a plan, (laughs) but it's just, you know, it's, um, so I'm a big fan of agents um, doing activity to create sales, you know, but at the same time, so what I'll compare it to is this, the, before there was the Facebook groups, the, the best way to get access to top producers was the carrier trips. And, you know, I remember going on the carrier trips and being like, oh shit, man, that's Richard Cantu. You know, I'm telling my wife and she's like, okay, like, who's that? And I'm like, he owns Gold Meta Gap. Like, you know, they're, they're a big deal. Like, you know, their, their website's awesome. And, you know, they, they do a lot of production and he was Mutual's top producer this year. And great know, guy. And, oh, plug for Richard Cantu. Like, um, you know, there's, so to your point, I wouldn't be where I'm at without him, without Galen, without Westfall, without, um, you know, probably seven or eight other people that if I could name and I met them all on these carrier trips, the Conkles, Danielle and David, phenomenal. Okay. Um, is there a smarter person than Danielle Conkle? Show me that person. Show me a better person in the insurance industry than, than Dan. I will. She is amazing. She is she is smarter than me. She is great. She is amazing. And so, and here I am. And like now those people are my friends, you know, and, and that's because I had access to them. If it wasn't for those top carrier uh, trips, I wouldn't have had access. So taking that to your question with the groups. Okay. Now to your point. So Brock and I started a group a few months ago called Medicare monsters. And, um, you know, Brock was doing gurus for a while. And uh, I was like, man, you're doing a lot of work for free. <laughs> like, that's just a lot of work. You know, he's on there all the time. And, and, yeah. um, and so he does a great job. But I mean, that's just, you know, I'm like, dude, I'm too busy working on my business, you know. But um, so I see Brock on these trips, too. And, and I just remember calling him on right when COVID hit. And I said, you know, unemployment rates are about to skyrocket. I said, if someone has a 215 insurance license and can sell Medicare face-to-face, there's no reason why they can't sell it over the phone. Yep. It's just a different exercise. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you're strong and you can squat, you can lunge too. It's just a different motion, right? Yep. I don't know if that's a great analogy, but the point is if you're good at Medicare sales in person, you're probably going to be good over the phone too. So don't be unemployed waiting COVID out. So that's where him and I, I said, hey, let's just, I'll contribute to a group with you. And then he, him being my friend, held me accountable and said, Bob, we got to charge something for it or you're going to get disinterested. I was like, well, that's not true. Blah, blah. And he's like, because hmm. I, I have a big heart and I want to help everybody. But the reality is, is I'll get into it and then something else will come up. So his idea to charge for it was really the best thing because now I, I first of all, I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things I get to do every week. But, but you're uh, obligated. I'm obligated. And, and, you know, if somebody gives me, I don't care if it's a dollar, if you're paying to hear me say something like, you know, I really hope I can bring value. Like that's my biggest thing with the group is if I'm not bringing value, then, you know, leave the group, you know, but I was talking about with Brock even today, cause uh, we hadn't talked in a while and I was asking about Cody's uh, event, which was, was a huge success. I had huge FOMO. Um, you know, Cody invited me and my wife won't let me travel yet, but uh, I definitely want to go to the next one. I heard great things about it. I think overall, it's a good thing. I mean, to have access, you know what I mean? Like, and the biggest thing I always tell people is you're going to be unimpressed when you talk with me, but that's a good thing. Cause that means if I did it, you can do it. You know, I mean, you know, there's, what's the secret? Yeah. I'm pretty smart. Okay. When it comes to technology, like I can teach myself Facebook marketing, 
I can teach myself Google and Bing marketing. Um, but so can most people if you sit down and spend right. the time and send the money. Uh, I work my ass off, which most of us do if we're entrepreneurs. So, but it, it's attainable. But yeah, so I would say it's a good thing overall. Um, but I would don't let it stop you from doing like, you know, do, but I mean, access, like if you can grab one thing from what Galen said on taco Tuesday and apply it to your business, how is that not a good thing? Absolutely. Um, to take it to your point though. So like there's a few, one, I think there's so many people who see successful people like you, Medicare, Bob, and I think it gives them analysis paralysis. So I'm a huge fan of networking. I think there's so much you can learn from experts in the industry, but I think one downside of these Facebook groups is agents go in there and they see top producers and then they, they look at what they can do. And I think they get lost in their head. There's so many agents who get analysis paralysis and I just want to slap them across the face. And I remember, I remember reading everything I could about insurance for like four months before I quit my job to get into the industry. And you know, you gotta, you gotta just jump in. Like you said, just do, just, just start doing it and don't compare yourself, you know, learn from experts, but don't compare yourself to the expert and say, man, why can't I, why am I not doing, well, they've been doing this for a decade. So yes, they're, yeah, they're yeah. going to be way ahead of you. Um, present, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, now I started young, you know, I'm only 35, but you know, I, I got into the business and even before then I had a mortgage company. So like I, I'm used to running financial services and we had a, essentially a call room and we generated leads, but we used to fax out back then to get inbound calls, but it's, it's, it was the same practice. So I'm really 20 years in to this type right. of career. So, yeah, but I mean, it's like Brock says all the time, I think um, insurance is not a get rich quick scheme, but it's, it, it, it is a way to get rich. I mean, it really is. I mean, residual income, you know, when I used to work at uh, transact, which again, I have nothing bad to say about them. They've, they've always treated me very good, but um they paid us, you know, I was an LOA, like how I pay my guys. So I got a lot of money up front. I was making 140 grand a year doing great, but I'd still be driving to work. I worked the 12 to nine shift so I could work West coast. I'd be driving at 1130 and I'm seeing people 35 years old on a golf course on a Tuesday. And I'm like, what do they do? Yep. And it's residual income. So, but, but you really only have to try to get 300 customers a year for three years. You can do that. Then you're going to have, you're going to do very well. Because, you know, you're going to get to a point where you have 750 customers paying you 25 bucks a month. You can breathe, you know, so, but I agree with you. Just, if anything, when I meet with people, it's obtainable. Like, you know, I mean, it's really, it's, it's hard, but it's obtainable. And I think that's something the Facebook groups, you know, Brock's a smart guy, right? But I mean, he's not like, um, he's not like rocket science smart. Like none of us are that level. Like we can get there, right? You know, I'm I, hope, I hope he watches this. You're oh, not a rocket science. You're I'm not sorry. a rocket scientist, right? So you know, I'm saying, like, there's certain professions that you, that you have. Yeah. Like, if, I'm not going to go work at NASA. Like, I'm just, that's not, I'm not smart enough. Like, I didn't yeah. go to school for that. Like, I don't know how to do that. Um, insurance, if you can talk to people, here's the biggest skill set you need in insurance. And, you know, both of you guys have the skill set. And, Glenn, you have it with leads, too, is you take something complicated and you simplify it for somebody. Medicare is designed for people to learn on their own, but the reality is nobody wants to spend the weeks it really would take to fully understand True. and the options. So that's where we get to be the Medicare expert and we do spend our time doing that. And then they, all you're really doing, someone's deciding if they're going to trust what you're saying or not. Do you have credibility? And do they like you, you know, when you're pitching to them? Because they don't, it's like going to the gym. No one wants to go, but they're happy when they leave. Yep. Yeah. Christian 
posts when he's walking to the gym. He posts when he leaves because he's happy he's done. Pretty much. (laughs) You know, and one thing, when you were talking about paid training versus like the free stuff that you can get in these Facebook groups, like again, Christian was talking about, which I thought was a great question, Christian. Um, You know, I, again, from like the lead side of the business, you can give leads away for free or people can pay and buy them. And when the engagement you get, and the effort you get when someone pays is so much higher. And so I'm sure in Medicare Monsters, you probably see a lot of the same thing. And you could charge a dollar, you could charge $10,000, but the level of engagement that you guys are probably getting in that group has to be so much higher than if you were trying to give it all away for free in a Facebook group or on some other platform. So I'm a huge fan of, of you know, someone buying in and, and you know, for your level of expertise, absolutely. We have some serious, uh, some serious superstars in that group, man. I mean, some young guys too, like Matt from Springfield, 23, Josh Lettick's 23. He's in Idaho. Wow. Um, we got some good veterans in there. Jerry posted, he, uh, he's an older guy, but he's very tech savvy and he's really taught himself a lot of stuff and he's doing really well. Um, Mark, like we just, yeah, it's, but you're right. Like they're paying money. So like, you know, they're, they want to learn something every time they come on. Yeah. You know, and, 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 um, but, and they're all just trying really hard to make it. And so to answer your question, I would have absolutely paid for access to those people. You know, yeah. Eric Ferreira puts out great stuff too. Some of the stuff I've seen is pretty good. Christian, you have a lot of good content. I mean, some of the free content's good too, you know, cause there's that model, right. Where you pump out free content and then you charge for something else later. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So, so that, 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 I don't, that, that's not the model that I was going after, but um, that's a good model. You know, Christian, you pump out a lot of free content. If you wanted to, you know, Brock does that, puts out free content. And then here's a bundle course for this amount of money. So I like that better than someone who doesn't ever um, build credibility and then just says, buy my course. But there's a lot of great stuff out there, man. There really, there's so many good people. And what I like about Medicare space is that everyone's really pretty cool. Like, you know, my best friend and one of my, one of my best friends, other than my my brother, who I, I have a twin brother, um, is uh, Jagger, who owns Medicare FAQ. People are always so surprised because we're, we're literally right across the street from each other. We compete in every aspect of business. Like we compete for Google AdWords. We compete for Facebook um, landscape. We compete for agents that we hire. Like, but at the end of the day, I'm on this boat every other weekend and we're hanging out. And you know, there's only so many people that can relate to what we do every day. And uh, so, so he's winning then is it's his boat. So is he, is he <laughs> winning the battle? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> well, it's, it's um, yeah, no, sure. Why not? Hey, <laughs> the, uh, the best friend to have is a friend with a boat. Okay. He's doing, you know, he's, and he's, he's younger than me, man. He's, I think he's 33 and 32. Wow. He, yeah. They're doing great over there. Um, but I think there's just such a big space out there for us that the competition doesn't have to be so cutthroat because at the end of the day, there's very few people that ever bring up Medicare Bob on the phone talking to his agents. And there's very few people that ever bring up Medicare that we talk to. Benefits they're everywhere right now. So respect to that. So I I was, um, that just reminded me of something. So like I did an interview with Galen earlier in the year and she said that almost exact same thing. She's like, there's enough business for all of us, no matter how big you get. She's like, I, she's like, I've been doing this a long time. I don't ever recall coming across a Justin Brock customer or a Christian Brindle customer, you know, or, or a Bobby Beige customer, you know, she, uh, like she, she threw out several names and like, that's so crazy to think about. Cause like, you know, agencies like yours, Bob, that are just ridiculously big in size, you know, and Justin's and, 
you know, like ours isn't the size of your guys's, but ours is fairly big here in Utah. Like it's so in, in, it's so small in the big picture of things to how many, how many people there are out there, how many fish there are in that sea. Yep. That's a good space to be in. Right. I mean, that's better than it being so competitive that the barrier of entry is impossible. You know I mean? So two, good. I was going to say, so two agents in the last week, this is very relevant. Two agents in the last week told me that they thought the Medicare space was getting saturated. I want to talk about this. I I want to talk about this. I told them straight up. I'm like, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I'm like, there's 30 million seniors. There's 10,000 turning 65 every day. And the vast majority of agents don't produce or fail out. I'm like, how in the world? There's not there. I think it's the complete opposite. I think there is such a need for Medicare agents right now that we can't possibly service the number of Medicare beneficiaries that are out there. Yeah. Like, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was Chris Westfall that's put out a video like a year ago that he said this and he's like, he's like, you know, and I think it was in, on his Medicare agent training platform. I can't remember, but I think he, I'm pretty sure it was him that said this. He said, um, we can't help everybody. Like you know, meaning his company it's like, we're not gonna be able to help everybody. So, you know, you as agents, you have to do a good job for people. You know, it's like, we need to all work together to make sure that we're helping solve this problem. And that is this overly confused, confusing government program that nobody understands except for us. (laughs) Right. And then you have, you know, I was, uh, so I just hired some agents. It's the first group that we're, that I'm training remote. And one of the first things I do when I start going to my educational pitch, and I, I wonder if I have it saved somewhere, but they, um, I just talked about, yeah, let me pull this up. Give me two seconds. Cause I think this will be uh, pretty good. I agree with you. And by the way, Chris, have you guys ever met Chris? I Not did. Um, no, I, I, I did a zoom call with him. A few have years you ago. met his wife, Nicole? No, she is. Uh, she's awesome. And she's like the most fun in the world, man. You know, cause he's, he's a big guy. And a lot of people in the space are very type a personalities. Chris is what's funny about Chris. And I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he's a great guy. First of all, and he's an ex-cop, but he's not like a normal type A salesman personality. He's more like a, like a recluse, if that's the right word, where like, you know, he, it, but it's weird because he's on video a lot. So like, you know, everyone, you, you get these perceptions of people when you, like, I'm pretty much the same way on video. Like, if you meet me, like, I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to drink, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> like, Chris is on video and like, you think like you're going to have this guy that wants to dominate the room. Like, if you put me, Brock, and a few other type A person, we're all going to compete for, just not right. on purpose, but just we're going to compete, right? Right. But me, Cody, Brock, and probably a couple of you guys in a room, like it's going to be loud and fun and like five right. conversations are happening at the same time. We all think whatever we're going to say is the most important because, yep. you know, that's just who we are. Yep. So, but Chris is not that way. But his wife, on the other hand, is like, like this super fun, outgoing person. Um, so I did find this. So this was something that I did. So I, I brought on my new hires and tell me if you guys agree with this, like a new to Medicare customer mindset. Tell me if you guys agree with this. They're scared. They're anxious, confused, overwhelmed, intimidated, misinformed, and proud. hundred yep. percent. I think, I mean, I, I don't think you can characterize them better than that. Capitalize so, on misin, misinformed stands out really big to me. me I, I, I think for me, like those, the two that stood out the most was overwhelmed because that's a word that it comes up frequently when I'm working with an aging in person. Um, and then also probably, um, 
I, th- I think I think afraid is probably one that might stand out to me that doesn't stand out maybe to everybody, you know. But yeah. I I I hear a lot of fear when people like you know there was somebody like last month or so in August and they they called our office and they were referred to us and they were just like I could hear it in their voice over the phone they're just like worried about this you know they're just like freaked out and they come into the office we talk for maybe an hour do a plan they walk out they're just like sigh of relief you know it's like that's why i love this product you know uh they thank you when you're when what other situation when you sell somebody they're like hugging like thanking you that this is done you know what i mean like yeah. a car like okay but you go buy a car they're going to be initially excited when they drive off the lot but like you know, you go buy a, a new Porsche, like a week later, you're like, shit, man, I probably paid 10 grand more than I really <laughs> Why did I do this? It's verbatim. That's verbatim when I tell everyone about my SUV I have. I'm like, I paid 10 grand more. I literally say that every time. Yeah, I mean, you love it, but it's like, yeah. man, you should have got this a year old and saved <laughs> yes. I bought a hybrid and I wish, I'm like, don't buy a hybrid. I bought a hybrid. It was an extra 10 grand, hands down. I tell everybody those exact words. <laughs> No, but so, uh, yeah, we were doing that. So the, the, to your point, guys, there's, there's, there's so many people out there. I do, I will say this. Private equity is getting into the space. Okay. So opening a call center is going to be very challenging. But I think if you can be a hybrid, like I think Brock's model is going to be very successful where he's got a local presence and dominates a local market but then also reaches out to some other states around him. Um, you know, you have to have a, I got in the business, I opened up my agency, I think eight years ago, and I could buy an exclusive internet lead for $12. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now there's 60 bucks to generate good leads. The, for it, internet leads. I will t- not to plug Glenn. And I don't even know if Glenn remembers this. I worked with Glenn. Absolutely, for man. You don't forget and, Medicare, Bob. Come on now. <laughs> and um, it's, it, it was a few years ago, and, uh, and we one of our most successful campaigns. Now, if you're asking why I stopped, it was only because I focused on the digital side instead of the transfers. But um, so not to plug Lead Heroes because I'm on this group on purpose, but I, I wouldn't have brought it up. But I, we did really well um, with 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 his group, and uh, so you know, give them a try. And uh, not to give you, a, well, not to give you a plug, but there's a plug. I mean, I wouldn't have said it. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, we, we really did. Now we did something a little bit different. We, we did what's called zombie leads. I don't know if you remember, but what I did with, uh, with Glenn was, is leads that were like 10 days older or older in my system. Um, so when you only have I had eight agents at the time, so you have a choice right. to make when you have eight agents, do you buy new leads or do you work your leads to death? Right. Do you buy new leads or do you work your leads to death? If you work your leads to death, that's fine. But you got every day a leads and older, the, the, the conversion rate does drop. Yep. Okay. They, 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 they don't answer the phone or they talk to somebody else. Your contact rate drops, all that stuff. So what we did with Glenn was once a lead got like 10 or 11 days old, I would send data to him, have his group call the lead. And then if, if he contacted them, transfer it back to our agent. That way I didn't have to pay a licensed agent to to call, you know, I don't want to pay my guy 15 bucks an hour plus a hundred bucks a sale to dial burnout too, man. You know, you don't want them to burn out on on getting screamed at. Right. Exactly. So your people, you know, they got probably told to screw off a couple of times because some of those leads are a hundred days old. Right. right? 
but that doesn't affect our agents. All our agents got was the warm transfer. So that was a very, yeah. uh, very successful and um, definitely something that I'll probably do again after this AEP. Um, Cause I'm going to get to a situation where I have like 30 agents. And I'm going to be in the same boat that I was in eight where I want to keep replenishing leads. Um, Cause I've gotten a little bit better on lead gen, but to y'all's point, I, I think it's a great space to be in. You know, I, I have young kids, but I feel like if my kid was 18 right now, so Thea, who's in Medicare Monsters, she's one of my really good friends in the industry. She brought her two kids down a couple of weeks ago and we hung out and her son's like 19 or 20 and her daughter's thinking about dropping out of college. She's like 21 or 20 or something like that. And I'm like, you know, the dad of me is like, don't drop out of school, like finish school. Right. And the other part of me is like, what do I, what would I, what, what I don't, what would I tell my 18 year old? Go build a book yeah. of business and make money. I know what I'd tell them. Yeah, same. You know, I mean, now hopefully I'm going to be paid enough that they can go do their four years at some thing and then they can come back and do that. But even that is like, you know, so it's a great industry to be in, but I do believe private equity full circle is, is driving up some of the internet lead costs, which what I'm trying to do, I think FMOs are really good at products, but I don't think they're great at teaching people how to sell. I think there's three, I think there's an opportunity for an FMO to really step up if they, if they can fulfill three needs. So I want your, I want y'all's input on this. Yeah. Here's where I think agents struggle actually selling the product, not learning what a plan G does, but how do you sell it? Okay. Um, capital capital is always a barrier of entry and leads. So I think if, if, if an FMO can come out and provide those three things, Capital can be a large advance. Um, leads, I don't think buying leads, I think if you're buying leads, you know, there's smart ways to do it, but you're competing with people like Transact and Spring. And so like, like they're really, really smart people that have filters and income and credit and stuff like that. And, um, and, and so if you're buying internet leads, you know, you're only going to get the leads they said no to, right? Because it, you know, and to your point, Glenn, earlier you're talking about cheap leads, like, I see these advertisements of $5 Facebook leads and I almost want to flick them off because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I'm pretty good at Facebook marketing and my lead price is like 28 to $35 depending on right. the day. Right. You know, now I'm trying to generate 300 a day. If I was only trying to generate maybe 30 a day, it might be less, but it ain't going to be $12. Right. So it's like you can cheap leads aren't, you know, now if you're just starting out, yes, buy data, buy age leads and just activity. But like you got to find a source that's giving you contacts and giving you a real opportunity. So, so I my think, point is, is I would like to first quarter of next year, maybe if, if I decide to do it, was a solution with like lease my marketing team to agents. It's your money. Yeah. But we'll build you your Facebook campaigns. You brand you. We'll build you your Google and Bing stuff. It's all your money. But you're gonna. We've done millions of dollars of experience at this. So we're going to save you that time and money because most people starting out don't have a couple hundred grand to build a marketing team. Oh yeah. Right. But 100%. they have a couple grand a month to lease one as long as it's working. So, so anyway, is that there's, I think it's just to be in, I don't think it's oversaturated, but I do believe you got to be creative on how you generate business because it's going to continue to get more expensive if you're depending on buying internet leads. That, that's my, my, so opinion. yeah, I, I agree. Three, just to recap your three. So training leads, what was the third one again? Capital. Capital. Yes. Capital. Okay. Capital. So of those three, the one that really stands out to me is training coming into the industry. And like at this point now I've worked with so many different IMOs and FMOs 
and some of these just massive companies that have tens of thousands of agents and they will have zero training. I agree. Zero tra- And that's what blows my mind. I'm like, you need these agents to convert. So, I mean, there's leads everywhere. You can generate your own. You can buy them from lead vendors. Um, you know, money, obviously there's some different ways, your own money, someone else's money, whatever. But when it comes to the training, I think that's one of the things. And again, plug for Medicare monsters, you guys, <laughs> it, it's crazy to me that the lack of training in the industry. And I'm frankly, I'm disappointed. And I'd say probably 90% of these IMOs, FMOs that do very little training. And like you said, it's not just educating an agent on what a product is. They have to, they have to, you know, sell this, they have to close, they have to, you know, inform the client and, and, you know, like you talked about with what's going on in their head, you know, they have to jump all of these hurdles. They're scared. They've been misinformed. And I think that's one of the biggest holes in the industry. So, you know, props to, to both of you, Christian, you as well for, for your training content. I don't think there will ever be enough. That's another thing where I've heard people say like, yeah. Oh, there's too much training. I'm like, there will never be enough insurance training. I, content I think, ever. I think, and, and one of the interesting ones that jumps out to me, those three though, is capital. Because one thing that and I know it's probably not the exact type of capital that, that you're talking about, but one thing that's been so helpful for our new agents is like, so our, I, I think any FMO that falls under that integrity marketing brand has ability to put it, to, to do a lot more co-op than maybe another FMO for new agents. What I mean by that is like this upcoming AEP um, we've brought on a lot of new agents this year, a lot of rookie agents. I don't even, I think we're going to stop that because it's, it's very exhausting, but, um, but, um, but anyway, like we've contracted a lot of agents in a lot of different markets. And one thing that I think is really a game changer for them that I didn't have when I started was, you know, they're willing to basically do a 50, 50 co-op. And there's almost, I mean, there's limits to the money, but like, I think we did like a, for example, like we did for about 10 or 11 agents. Um, it was like a $20,000 co-op where yeah, that, that group put up 10 and then, you know, it was like all of them doing a different amount. You know, like one agent would do 500, another agent would do a thousand, another agent would do 250 or whatever. One agent would do 2000 if they, you know, something like that. But the FMO stepped up to the plate and they delivered their 10,000. And then the FMO calls me the other day and they're like, Hey, we got another 2000 if you want it. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I think we can find some (laughs) place for that. You know, (laughs) I'm like, so like I, but, but to me, I feel like, cause we've been with this FMO a long time. It's not like we just started with them last year. They weren't able to do that. And in December they got bought by from advantage plans. Am I wrong? Like advantage plans are the ones that your money, your co-op dollars are coming from. Am I wrong? Okay, yeah. So yeah. Macro level advantage plan when you um it, it's a private alternative to Medicare. It's 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 not to be political, but it's a Republican program. It's a private, you know, the whole idea behind advantage is Humana goes to the government and says, It's costing you two thousand dollars to insure a sixty-five-year-old here. We can do it for twelve hundred, so right. pay us fifteen hundred and we can do it better. But they have the loss ratios. So they're actually doing too good of a job. So they got to pump this money back out to you guys. And you have a Republican Senate. So you're seeing dereg in the regulation. I mean, the things that are said on TV right now could not have been said five years ago about Medicare. Right. I mean, you just see it like, you know, yep. so yeah, Medicare, 
And I think you're gonna have a really big three year run on a lot of even private equity and stuff of going after these MAs. Um, and I'm interested to see what happens. I'm still a big med sub guy. You know, I, I offer both, but you know, we do a lot of med sub and um, you know, but yeah, I think the co-op money, I didn't have that when I started. I mean, that'd be great. But I think, I think like, I guess my, my point behind that is like, it seems to me that the FMOs that are doing a lot of that are the FMOs that got bought out by integrity. I think they just are backed by this gigantic organization and integrity. That's just, you know, given them more resources. And so I'm wondering, I think, I think that's kind of interesting. You know, I think integrity could potentially be that organization, you know, that kind of fits all three of those needs. I don't know what you guys think about that, but. Yeah, possibly. possibly. Yeah. I've seen some good training content from them. Not a ton, but I haven't really deep dived them. I have a question about the private equity thing though. So I had an agency owner who um, told me he was getting some crazy evaluations on his book of business numbers that I had never heard of before. And I kind of thought it was just bullshit when he was telling me, but I'm wondering if because private equity is getting more into this space, are you seeing a lot of that Medicare, Bob, where like really high evaluations on BOBs? So, okay. So I'll try to, so you have a, so, all right. <laughs> I like that question. Though. I like that question. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. question by Glenn. <laughs> so this is my perspective on, so what you have right now is you have a low interest rate environment. So this is, this is next level stuff. Okay. So, so going back to your marketing budget. Okay. And then I'll tie this in. So, if you're an agent and you're starting off, you have to look at what is your lifetime value of a customer. If your lifetime value of a customer on a med Medicare policy, say, say, say you're doing 50% Medicare Advantage, 50% Medicare supplement coverage, ancillaries and stuff, med subs are usually valued about 1500, Medicare Advantage closer to about 1000. So say your lifetime value of a customer is $1200. So if the lifetime value of a customer is $1200, private equity if they will spend a thousand dollars, if you're spending even, if you're spending a thousand dollars to get a customer, that's over a 20% return on your money. Right. Well, we're in a low income or low interest rate environment right now. I have money. I have nowhere to put it other than back in my business because the, I bonds are paying under 1%. Right. The stock market is artificially inflated right now. And that's right. why, because there's nowhere to put your money. So, so these private equity, so me, I'm involved in some private equity that I, I contribute to because They'll go into your evaluations. So there's two things that contribute to these evaluations. A low interest rate environment means they can pay higher multiples. So, so here's why. Money's cheaper for them to borrow, right? Exactly. So, yeah. And they can pay higher multiples because if somebody pays a 15 times multiple, which is unheard of in real life, but it's right. happening right now. Okay? Right. If you take 15, that's a 7.5% return on your money. Okay, because you divide it by 100. So that's right. a seven and a half percent return. Where in the where safely right now, if you have money, can you get a seven and a half percent return? By the way, it's if you hold it longer than 12 months, it's capital gain. So it's a 20% tax rate. So you have a low interest rate environment, low capital gains tax rate. Okay, it's 20%, low as it's been in years. So as an investor, you're encouraged to invest, right? You're also getting these crazy evaluations because of something called 606 accounting. You guys familiar with that? No, no, okay, not. Okay, so, That's over my head. I need to get my notebook out. I feel like before this goes any further, so really getting well, taken notes. This is pretty straightforward. So, so there's 605 cash accounting, which is what we all, what you guys probably do. Right. So, Christian, when you when your office sells a policy, 
and let's say you're getting a standard 12 month advance, $300 met up. You and your accountant are putting $300 on your books, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause that's right. the money that came in. Right. So you're doing cash accounting. You can Google 606 accounting. It's accepted by gap as of a few years ago, generally accepted accounting principles. At 606 Christian, when you collect that $300 on your P and L, instead of you putting $300 down, if it's a med sub policy, you can put $1,500 down. Cause that's your expected lifetime value return. Cause that's life. your expected lifetime value. Can, but then can you, can you count the renewal? You can't no. count the renewal then, right? You count the renewals. You yeah. Can't count the the following year. Yeah. Yep. But to borrow money like spring, gotcha. companies okay. do, dirt cheap money, they'll spend a thousand or $1,200 to get a customer. It's worth 1500. So they're, they're profitable. Right. Not cash flow. Right. They will borrow money at less than 1% or 1%. Yep. But their valuation. Because it's increasing their valuation. Seems so, like there could be a dangerous middle there. If, you know, if you overinflate, you know, your renewals, if, if you're saying you have all of this money up front. I so guess what so. some of the bigger guys do is they use CSG and they'll do a monthly feed of their book. So um, like eHealth, Okay, publicly traded company. So you can go listen to their 10 Qs or whatever they're called. 10K, where you can, 10K, 10Q. 10K. Yeah, do you guys ever do that? If you, if yeah, you ever, I have yeah, not. Go to Yahoo Finance, go to eHealth and just listen to the conversations that they have to have with their shareholders because they're a publicly traded company. Right. And they tell, oh. and they tell you everything in those. Yep. Now, everything be careful doing. with their valuation of a Medicare policy because they don't include rewrites and stuff and they have an active group to rewrite their customers and they count that as a new policy because they're manipulated. I can't speak for them, but they're manipulating <laughs> their CPA. Um, so in my opinion, so they're, 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 they're using the CPA to, uh, there's pros and cons to all of it. Okay. Right. But, but at the end of the day, it doesn't help your cash flow, but it helps your valuation, which can help you raise money, whether you're selling equity. Cause what that does to your EBITDA number is it inflates your EBITDA. Right. Well, EBITDA is what private equity groups base your valuation on. So you can go sell 20% of your company Let's say you're really a million dollar EBITDA cash company, Christian, but let's say you switch to 606 accounting and now you're 2.5 million. And let's say you got a 10 times multiple on your business and evaluation. Your valuation just went from 10 million to 25 million. So now you sell 20% of your company and raise $5 million instead of raising 200,000. How much faster can you grow $5 million? Yeah. Crazy amounts faster. Like it's not even comparable. Yep. Yep. So that's a two minute explanation of why you're seeing some of these crazy evaluations. <laughs> wow. No, that makes that literally yeah. you explain that perfectly. That makes perfect sense. And again, I'm on the marketing side of the business. I'm always looking at lifetime value. And when I'm talking, well, you can justify people's cost per acquisition, right? Yeah, like you, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Like marketing people come to me and say, what's your marketing budget? And that's the worst question you could ever ask me. Right. Because Glenn, if you came to me and said, you have something that never works. I don't even want to give you a dollar. Right. You come with me that says, Hey, you should convert at 10% here. Then I can work my numbers and say, okay, I want to spend a hundred grand with you and let's, let's go to work and let me convert at 10%. I can turn that hundred grand at a 10% conversion. You know, you know, I can turn that into profit. And yep. so like my, my target CPA, my target cost for acquisition on the media side, I can figure that out. Um, but yes, yeah, so the higher that you are worth, if you can value a policy, so that's why it's hard to buy internet leads because 
these big guys are spending 50 to 60, 70 dollars a lead, right? Converts at 10%. If you're a normal person that's buying internet leads and you're paying $60 for a lead and you convert at 10%, that's a $600 lead CPA, right? If you're only getting $300 on average per deal, your negative cash flow on that deal is $300. If you're trying to do 30 deals a month at negative $300, that's negative $9,000 and you haven't even paid yourself yet. Yeah, exactly. The little guy gets swallowed. And that's, that's the thing. If someone's coming in and they're paying more than the first year commission to get that client, how is an independent agent supposed to come in when they're supposed to feed themselves, plus they're paying for marketing, plus other business expenses, it makes it almost impossible. I mean, that's what kept me out of the Medicare market initially as an agent. I needed the life insurance income up front, you know, because I I didn't have the money to to get into, I wish I did at the time, probably be be fighting with Medicare Bob. The moral of this story, my friends, is- Accounting. Study accounting. That's that's what I was going to say. No, 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 no. (laughs) The the, the moral of the story is get in when you're 20 like Christian and have no bills, no expenses, no debt, no nothing, and you're going to be okay. Yes. Put it all back. I mean, you just got to keep putting it in. And that's not to discourage you guys. It's, it's, if anything, it's such a great space to be in that you, the people that are really, really smart in the world are getting into it. Like, you know, there's, you know, the people that are really, the people that are lobbyists that are sitting with people in DC, they're connected and they're buying into this space. So it's a great space to be in. And that, but I do think that like what you're doing, Christian, is that you have a local presence, right? You said people come yeah. in your office sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think having like a hybrid office is, is very attractive because um, I think that you can do both. And I think that there's certain customers that want to come in. Now I can tell you, I would like to think that if I was a local agent, I would, I would try to cross sell annuities, life insurance. I would try to make that customer worth, even more money because tell me if I'm wrong, when you make a sale on the phone, it takes you maybe 45 minutes at max an hour to do a customer. But when they come in person, it just seems to take two hours, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it, that's so true. Like it, it's, and be, because they're more chatty, they're more chatty yeah. when they're in person. Cause they're looking at you in your face, you know, you're trying to impress them. You're giving them a really bad smile. Like a you know, like, you know, like, I would run out of your office. If you like that. I could just picture it too, like Glenn coming in and being like, "Hello," I'm like, "Hey, come here! It's Medicare time." Get on back here, you. Aren't you the guy that owns Amazon? No. <laughs> oh. Shit, that's funny. So yeah, crazy evaluation, still a great space to be in, but you just gotta, you know, you gotta work and you gotta, you know, but there's, look, if I, to, so I, I didn't, I hope I wasn't discouraging people from getting in the space. No, the no, office. not at all. I, I thought that was super enlightening. I really did. I, that totally helped. Again, I was seeing some of that and I feel like you kind of pulled the, the curtain back for me. I, yeah, tell- happened to me. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. I'm yeah. like, how, how are the, how, how is integrity buying all these people at this you know, they don't always Crazy. disclose how much it is, but you hear from people if you're right. Oh, yeah. So it's like, how are they doing that? And then you just kind of, and then I've been approached obviously by some things. So then I just had the conversations and I remember I was talking to someone, they go, Oh, you're doing cash accounting. I'm like, yeah, how else do you do accounting? Money <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so comes yeah. in, money goes out. Right. And yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, but they, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a good space to be in. But like, if I had to, I would cold call. Or I would work with like you, Glenn, and do transfers, you know, and try to get some transfers on the phone and grind. Look, 
when you first, and, and I think Brock says this, and I, and I hate giving him too much credit and name dropping him all the time because I want to punch him in the face half the time. Because <laughs> um, I actually really do like him. But, um, but I think he says all the time, in life, you have time or you have money. And when you first start off, you have time and you don't have money. When you get to a certain level, you have money, but then your time is like literally, I mean, not to sound, I literally, my whole day was booked today. You know, like that's just right. how it happens, you know? And so um, when you first start out, you have time, like there's no excuse, like go to Walgreens, go to pharmacies, go to door knock, cold call, spend six hours a day trying to get a transfer from lead heroes or from another person. Like to your point, there's, there's, you know, do direct mail, find ways, do a co-op, find a realtor in your area that's mailing out and say, look, I'll pay half the cost if I can get the back of your flyer. Yeah, there you go. I mean, there's just... There's tons of ways to generate business, you know, yeah. and, and you should be doing that. But to your point, do, just do. Like, just I love the guys I see in some of your groups that have the shirts that say, ask me about Medicare or wear a hat that says, ask at Medicare. Like, I love that. Everywhere you're yep. going, you're your own billboard. Yeah, I love that. Shout out Chris Weir. <laughs> Lead concepts. Yeah, he sent, he sent that awesome. to us. That was very nice of him. But no, I, I agree completely. Like when I started... I wasn't dropping a ton of money on leads or spending a bunch of money. I didn't have any money. Like I was cold calling. Like yep. that's what we were doing. And it sucks. It's horrible. Way, it sucks. It sucks. But you're making a hundred grand a year now, aren't you? Well over that. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you're probably hundred grand of your income is probably from the cold calls you did three years ago. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred oh, percent. Like, you know, I, I was talking to um, a new, another new agent of ours a couple of days ago. And I was, I was telling her, I was like, she, she was basically complaining about lead costs because she was talking about how to generate business. And I told her, I'm like, have you ever thought about cold calling? And she's like, she's like, oh, that's, she was like, oh, I don't want to do like, almost like that's beneath me kind of response. And I'm just told her, I'm like, I did it. I did it for three years, every, every week. I would literally say to that person. So I said this, the Medicare monster group when, when we first early got going and we talked about activity and cold calling and stuff. Do you want to be a millionaire? Do like, do you want to be a millionaire? Like, and how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Yeah, that's exactly I mean, right. because where else can you get a license after one week of going to school and taking a test two or three times? Because very few people pass on the first try. But my point is, is where else can you get a license in a week? And if you say, I can cold call for three years, just three years, tell yourself three years, even if you do it 10 hours a day, Monday through Thursday, give yourself that three day weekend. Well, I would dial on Saturday, so work that out. But if you, I'm going to cold call for three years. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to cold call. I'm going to go to pharmacists. Nobody wants to do drug plans. I will. I will. Give yep. me your drug plan. Yep. Like, you know, yep. where, where can you go? Because I'm telling you, if you can just get 300 clients a year, you will be rich in three years. You'll be rich because you're going to have totally agree. 500 people, 700 of them are going to stay in the books easily, probably more. So 700 times $25 is more math than I can do after three margaritas, but I know it's enough <laughs> that, that you're going to make money. The best part about Medicare policies is they keep paying you. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the absolute best part. And, and I also teach this in the group, the longer you can delay your gratification, the more money you're going to make, the bigger boat you're going to get. So yep. you said, who's winning? I that's right. Yeah. We'll you're, you're, you're going to have the yacht, man. He's okay. got the playbook. No, yeah. <laughs> They're rolling out on the yacht next year, brother. 
Six oh six accounting all the way. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's a great space to be in, and everyone is so helpful. And I think the groups and the access is amazing. Um, you know, and you hear people, and yeah, everyone's kind of smart, but nobody's that smart where you can't do it. Sure. Like as long as you can talk and walk and chew gum, um, walk, talk and chew gum. I think that's what I meant. But um, so, but can you do all three at once? I don't know if I can. But. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're right about the hour and I have a, probably 20 more questions I could ask you, but one right. specifically that you mentioned, no, uh, that I wanted to ask you, you know, we talked to Galen last week and she's so great about cross-selling and offering other products. And you mentioned a minute ago talking about, you know, driving up that lifetime client value by selling them other products. And you mentioned annuities. I mean, in your business, what do you guys focus on when it comes to cross-selling? Where do you, what do you feel like is some of the best, uh, policies to cross sell. So, um, Galen is my Medicare mom. So she, she's, she's been begging me to, to get better at cross selling, um, since I've known her and she's great at it. And, uh, Brock is better at, to answer your question, we're bad at it, Glenn. Um, <laughs> we're bad at it. uh, you know, I mean, we, part of it is, is we rode the Facebook way for a couple of years. Um, right. we're, we're less on Facebook now than we were. Uh, but, um, during the Facebook wave, we helped a lot of people go from F to G and this, maybe it's just an excuse that I bought into, but you know, someone's 73 and you're, they're going from F to G. It's a little bit challenging to, um, to, you know, we, we try to sell dental, but we're bad at it. You know, we're just bad at it, to be honest with you. Now we are getting better now that we're doing, we have done more open enrollment business the past four months because of COVID than we've ever done in our lives. We're normally 60, we're very rare for a call center which is why carriers love us because we're normally about 60, 65% uh, underwritten. Wow. A couple of years ago when Cigna had the best rates and I, I was personally the top producer, our agency was a top four producer. We were 67% underwritten. That's wow. unheard of for call centers. Yeah, they must have loved that's, you. That's they loved that business. Yeah, they must have loved you. And so, but, um, but so that's an excuse, but we're doing more, we're beginning better. The excuse is we didn't sell dental to them because we just, you know, in our, we would bring it up and they'd be like, I'm 73. Like I already got that figured out or I don't want dental. I got right. for it to do stuff. So we're bad at it. Um, but we've gotten better at it. Part of it's we're doing more now we're 75% open enrollment the last four months. We've done really well with helping people sign up for Medicare part B. And then by, because I don't know if you guys know this. So there's two forms of someone deferred part B, they have to get filled out mm-hmm. 40 B yeah. and the L five, six, four form. Normally, the employer has to fill out that L-564 form. Because of COVID, the government waived that requirement. Now you can fill out the L-564 form for the customer, and they just have to give you proof that they have coverage. So like a pay stub or a W-2. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't yeah, know that. I didn't know that either. Know that. The old school way this whole time. Yeah, if you go to Social Security, yeah, you don't have to wait. So if somebody, if somebody is coming off of Medicare Part B, because you know a lot of people, I know you guys are – active and helping people. I'm helping a lot of people that are, that are like, Hey, it's not safe for me to go to work or I lost my job. A lot of people from Delta that we help with this. Yeah. They, they a lot of, a lot of um, and so I know you guys, so what you get, like a lot of agents are just telling them, well, you got to get your part B and then call us back. Well, we, when we talk to them, we help them get it right then and there. Wow. We have a DocuSign template. Genius. They do the form 40 B done. We fill out the L five, six, four form. They take a picture on their iPhone or smartphone because almost all of them have some type of tablet or phone of their pay stub. They email it to the agent. The agent sends all three of those things to our support staff and they get their part B in two weeks. 
and they're done. And by the way, by you being able, willing to do that. Yeah, you locked up that, yeah, that policies. Not, no one else is getting that policy. Yeah, that's right. done. So, so we, nice. we are doing better with dental vision hearing. Um, Cross-sell during lock-in. We sell a lot of the Heartland Cancer and Hospital Plan. We call it a Medicare supplement, a Medicare Advantage Supplemental Plan. Before the trolls come, it's tiptoeing in compliance. I'm not calling this. <laughs> I'm calling it a supplemental plan. Supplement. That's what it. I mean, that's really what it is. So the two biggest holes like, in Medicare Advantage are hospital and cancer. So yeah. Heartland has crazy commission on this product. So I pay the agent two hundred dollars to sell it. As long as the premium is over 50 bucks a month. And if you do a $10,000 cancer policy and a $300 day benefit, you're normally about that $50 a month. Again, people with advantage plans often don't want to pay 50 bucks a month for that. But, you know, we sell, we do about 700 Medigap policies and advantage plan policies a month. So we probably sell 50 or 60 of those. I mean, it's, it's not. Um, and that's with 12 reps, by the way, last month. That's insane. That is crazy. Every agent, you know, we averaged over 50 last month. It was, it was one of our best months. And it's partly because of the Part B stuff. So I got I eight more yeah. agents starting uh, that I've been training the last couple of weeks. Training is taking longer that, remote. If, that's if there, that's if there, probably almost double the average agent production that I, uh, that I hear of from call center. Oh, dude, you'll be lucky in a call center if an agent does 20, 25. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> you're, at, you're at like 200, 250%. Dude, that's, that's incredible. Well, it's not norm- normally we average 38 a person. So we're, we're normally better, but, but I also overbuy leads and I overpay agents, overpay your agents, overpay your agents. Yeah. Turnover is way expensive. If you go to my website, man, if you I have agents that do anything for six years, they make 80 to 130 grand a year. They have no worries. All their licensing's paid, E and O they have leads every time they come in and click the button green and overpay them. I pay their health insurance hundred percent. So I don't pay renewals. But what I do also, so if you ever go to sell your business, you got to be careful with renewals if you're going to pay them to your agents because that's actually debt on your books. So just right. you guys, you're better off overpaying True. an agent up front than paying them. Rene- I know renewals are nice because they're golden handcuffs. I get that. But if you're doing LOAs, so you have career side and LOA. In my opinion, if somebody can make 30 grand a year and build a renewal book, they're probably better off in the career side. Most people that I talk to need to make 60 to 80 grand a year now. That's an LOA. Yep. And I'm very straight up with them. If you want to go career, I'll help you, but you're not going to make any money for two or three years. <laughs> but if yep. you need to make 60 to 80 grand, you can do that now. You'll never get wealthy as an LOA, but you can make a really good living and have a good job. So you can be very transparent. Because, you know, you see some of these groups, people say LOAs are bad deals. I Screw you, it's not. My LOAs are very happy. So what I was getting to was is... I don't pay renewals anymore. So what I did is after 90 days, I pay half their health insurance. After a year, I pay all their health insurance. After two years, I pay their whole family's health insurance. Why? Because instead of giving them a raise, I'm giving them benefits that are tax deductible and lower my taxable income for the company. So instead of me giving them a $3 more raise and then both of us paying taxes on the $3 an hour, right? Here's your benefits. So there's things like that. You can be smart on your books that are win-wins. And if you have an employee that's, you know, been with you for over two years, their health insurance is free for them and their family. They're making 90 grand a year and they're not going to go anywhere, you know? So I mean, if you talked to me a year ago, I probably would have had one of those negative perceptions of LOA agents, but I've changed my view on it. Like 
almost, I mean, all the way for the most part, because of, because of people like you and Justin and that have, I mean, like your guys' agents probably make more than almost, you know, probably 90% of our downline agents, you know what I mean? Um, and it's crazy. Cause I, I mean, it, it, and it's because they get linked up with a good organization. Like you, right. Guys. It's a transparency issue. Yeah. It's the, it's the companies out there, the LOA agents that don't explain things to them or, you know, smoke and mirrors. And, and so, you know, there's a few bad apples that I feel like give the LOA a bad name, yeah. but I, I think that, again, the way you explain that right there is perfectly on point. If you need and... money today, then you do need to be an LOA agent. Cause just like I said, when I first got in, I, I didn't have the money to sell Medicare. Yeah. I couldn't have lived on selling 20 Medicare policies a month. I had a family to feed, you know, there was no way. So yeah, it's, it's just all about transparency, I think. Yeah, but, and yeah, the other thing too, just to give anybody that's looking for a job, if you ever get a sales job, always look at the sales board. So when I left Transact, I was being recruited by other agencies before I opened my own. And they're like, you're a superstar, you know, you're gonna come in, if you do 75 a month, like you're doing at Transact, you're gonna make this, and it was more money. And I was like, I almost took one, it's a place I'm not gonna mention, but I was like, all right, cool. You know, and as I'm walking out, I'm looking and the top agent, it's like the 26th of the month. The top agent had like 11 sales out of 30 oh. agents. I looked, I was like, good. <laughs> but I'm not seven times better than your top agent. Like, yeah. So no matter how good you are, you're probably only going to be 120% better than the top agent that's already there. Right. So if you are, if anyone's watching this and you're looking at an LOA job, you know, and someone's like, oh yeah, if you come and do 50 sales a month, you know, you're going to make this. Okay. How many agents do you have right now that are doing 50 a month? You know, that's a good follow-up question. Like, you know, how many, and then can I see the board, you know, and, and, you know, do you have W2s of people? Like when I, when I hire people, I have W2s that I black out the people and I show them here's the 2019 W2 for Dave and I, here's not Dave and I, but I'm sorry, <laughs> but people that um, here's so-and-so's, <laughs> you know, here's, here's a W2, someone who works here. Here's another one. Here's another one. And when I recruit, I always tell them the bare minimum here is 30 sales a month. And here's what you make at that. Now I have people making this, but that's because I'm going to see you in two months from now. <laughs> like, I don't want to recruit you because you're going to make all Now You might come in and be as good as him, but so far he's been the best I've found in eight years. So I doubt you're him. Great. Right. If you are, the money could be there, but yeah, I think it's just transparency. Like you said, man, just in life. Yep. Expectations. Yeah, man. I totally agree. Christian, I, I think now is probably a good time to wrap up. Any final yes. thoughts that you want to share, brother? Well, um, I mean, I don't have any super enlightening, you know, things to say like I normally would. But um, it's hard but, after after hearing. But 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 but, but, but what I do have to say is like, you know, I would just say thank you to you, Bob. I mean, for taking yeah. the time to come on here. I mean, I remember if I, I guess my final top thought would be this, like the first time that I was going to talk to you was when we did our interview this year. And I'd never talked to you before that. And I, I remember like leading up to it, I was a little bit like nervous about it. Cause I was like, I never know how it's going to go, you know, with, um, and you were just so cool. And so, you know, giving with your time, just like you were today. And um, just shout out to, shout out to you for that, for being such a, just a great person and great, Preach. you know, resource for the nice. industry. And we, and thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. it. No, I totally agree. I don't even know what we talked about today, but I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Give I this man some more margaritas. margaritas. So where, where do you live at Glenn? Are you, aren't you in Oregon? 
I'm just across the river. I'm technically in Washington. So game seven tonight, Utah and Denver, two questions. One, who plays better, D. Mitchell or Murray, which, by the way, I love because Donovan. it's Kentucky versus Louisville. Donovan. Okay, well, you're a homer, so, I <laughs> so that's who picked Donovan. And then um, who wins the game, man, Denver or Utah? Which, by the way, is not know, a good call for the Clippers. I would not want to play either one of those teams. You know, it's hard for me to talk sports with you, Bob, because um, the Cardinals. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a Seattle hat yeah. here, but really, my team is the Arizona Cardinals. And you took my coach, and then you've got Brady down there, and I could. And then Gronk came out of retirement. Oh, are you wearing? Oh, see, I didn't even oh, see that. See, I am. I'm, I have a suite there. I am. I know. I do. Time. I've seen your pictures, man. I've seen you <laughs> posting on there, and I'm, oh, dude. I'm, I'm so jealous. I told my kids we, we were bad, and I have almost eight, almost 10-year-old boys, and they're just the best. I'm blessed because yeah. I talk to people who have kids, and sometimes their kids don't have the same interests as them, yeah. which you still love your kids, but it might be harder to connect, and you got to go to them. Sure. Luckily for me, my kids are literally into everything I'm into, which is video games and sports. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's that's me. Man. My Friday yeah, night is good. me drinking, playing NBA or Madden with my kids. <laughs> um, love it. They're not, I love they're not it. drinking yet, but uh, – <laughs> But um, so they, uh, which um, I can go off on a tangent. Video games, I think, are the reason I'm pretty good with technology. But I'll, later, that's for another Taco Tuesday or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I told my kids every time, and look, we left last year in the last couple of years. You know how many games we lost with a bunch of by a missed field goal or like the Giants rookie quarterback doing a quarterback draw, yeah, <laughs> like when we were up by six. Like so, you know, they're crying, physically crying as we're leaving. I hate the Bucks. We suck. And I go, no. No, you are a fan when we're bad. Stop it. Yes. So when we're good, you've earned it. Yes. So this is their reward. Although, of course, when the Bucks get Tom Brady, the whole world goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, we'll see if the season even happens. But <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't have to be tested. Did you guys yeah. ever see the movie Ted? You know, Tom yes. Brady. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure it's all good. He's like, he's like, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> like hold 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 still tom brady <laughs> tom brady's blood is the cure to corona so if we that. could just get that out there yeah, i believe that i, I would take that vaccine without even asking questions <laughs> oh my kids please. Right, so can i drink gonna, it can i drink I'm it i'm gonna pick denver christian just to talk shit to you in case <laughs> I actually i'm like on those. yeah i'm with denver too for but i mean i think joker's due for a big game i think murray's carried him so far in the playoffs if Joker would stop drinking beer before the games, I think that he would have a better game. Here's the like, thing. If, if your only job is to be in shape, like that is your only job. I mean, I <laughs> he looks like a good time. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I want to hang with the guy, and I know he can outdrink me, but, like, you're, you have one job, which is not to be fat. Like, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I don't I, – if I had to put my, my life on the line on the game, I think I'd pick – I think I'd pick Denver too because they got so much depth. I don't think Gobert can really guard Joker out on the perimeter. I just don't think it's a good matchup for Gobert, although he's had some good games. In the I season. like that you said that. So one of the reasons Murray is having his way is because Joker's keeping Gobert Away out from the basket. three-point line. So then it's freeing up the, the lane and mid-range for, for Murray. So a lot of people don't realize yeah. that. But even it, though Joker's not averaging 30 a game – by him being that stretch center, he's taking out the shot blocker and Murray and other players can go to the rim. So 
I see your basketball IQ, Christian. I like that. I'm a big I, fan. I was watching, busy watching the. I've, I've been busy watching the Blazers get blown out by the Lakers. So on <laughs> okay, I'm I'm, I'm kind of low key. Oh, like okay when i was growing up i was a big laker fan i was like i loved kobe bryant he's my favorite basketball player and i still like follow them very closely and i still kind of root for them a little bit but like i hated lebron when i was growing up because my friends always said that he was better than kobe and i was like how dare you (laughs) so it's been kind of weird for me the last few years you know what i mean like seeing him in that uniform but I know I don't hate him now, but like it's just I don't know childhood oh, stuff. I got to go to the therapist Orlando or something. Yeah, yeah you I've do. Always been a, I'm a Laker and a Magic fan because I grew up in Orlando. But so Shaq, you know, went to one team to the other. But no, but LeBron. I mean, look. All right. Well, we I like I, we could talk. Now we're talking sports. So this is <laughs> yeah. This yeah. This but could be. Yeah, this is a whole. I get it. I, I I hate about sports is like who's like I tell because you know now I have a ten year old who thinks he knows everything about sports, and you know he says some so and so is better. And I'm like. Once you're talking Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, like it doesn't matter. It's, They're it's all impossible. good. They're I mean, all really good. Yeah. So, but um, all right. So stay in the Medicare space. Work hard. <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed this, guys. Thanks so much. Hey, well, thank you. I always go along with you, Christian. So you no, no. Again, I really appreciate your time uh, coming on, Bobby. And uh, you know, my final thought would really be like one of my favorite things you said during this conversation was just do. Um, and I'm just a huge believer of that. Like, again, as an entrepreneur, I just think you have to make messes sometimes and just kind of jump in head first. And, um, so yeah, any agents who make it all the way to the end of this, that's, that's really what I would say is just do it. So I agree. My final thought failure is financing your education. That's powerful. Yeah. Oh, jinx. 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 (laughs) So that's the thing. So when you fail, Coke's in the mail, you try Facebook and it fails, what did you learn? Try it again and do better. If you try Google, try it again. If you do a pitch on the phone and it sucked, try again. You know, and it takes time and money to, to fail fast and then fail at financing is your future. So that's my, there's my uh, fortune. Company. I love it. Well, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, everybody, thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll wrap this thing up. Um, if you made it all the way to the end here, you're a rock yeah. star and we love you. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Well, until next time. You made it all the way to the end. The code word is (laughs) blue. Blue, yeah. Christian is going to send you a button from Lead Concepts. Oh, man. Free tacos. Free tacos for life. I'll buy the button. So Lead Concepts (laughs) can send me the bill. All right. The code word is is Taco Blue. Taco Taco Blue blue or Blue Tacos in the comments. That's that's, I want to see it. (laughs) Taco Blue. Taco Blue. Concepts. I'll give you my Amex. I'll pay for it, and we send it out. Tag Chris Weir. Tag Chris Weir in the yeah. comments. I love it. Right, Cheers. Thanks so Thanks. much, man. Hey, Thanks, right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Bye, right, guys.